Greetings. Welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I am your host for this podcast series, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. There are many things to learn if one decides to assist others with the counseling process. Some are expected and based on one's own life situation. Some may be new and unexpected. While reading a recent article from Time magazine about why some people lie to their therapist, I recalled being surprised to learn how frequent this pattern occurred during my own counseling internship for my graduate degree. Individuals lie to their parents and children for a wide variety of reasons. Persons choose to lie to their spouses. Employers and employees choose to lie to the other. A teacher can easily recognize that there are frequent lies from their students and from their parents. Many choose to rationalize the lying behavior with labels like white lies or only little lies. We may label the behavior as something like telling a fib, which is not as serious to some as using the label lying. Some may avoid the binary choice of something being a lie or not by relabeling it as an exaggeration. A question that can be challenging for some is when is something a lie? For example, if I choose to share some information or perceptions that I see as true, then is it lying if I choose to omit other information? Others choose to avoid the label of lying by telling themselves or others that they are being forced into it by circumstances so that they can avoid taking any responsibility for that behavior. These persons see a significant difference between freely choosing to lie versus a situation where they feel forced to lie. While the pattern of lying is more prevalent than many of us are comfortable to acknowledge, many can still be shocked to learn of this behavior when it takes place with someone we are trying to help. We ask, why lie to a parent, a spouse, a friend, employer, the government, or a counselor when that person states that they are only trying to help you with your situation? The American Psychological Association estimates that over 90% of individuals who seek professional counseling do tell some type of lie to their therapist sometime during the process of counseling. If counseling is structured to open a person to learning for self-knowledge, one can wonder why would an individual engage in this type of sabotage behavior? If one is seeking an answer to that question, one can begin by recognizing that for some people, lying is a continuation pattern of the pathology for which they are seeking help. Pathological lying tends to create many difficulties for the individual and for the world in which they find themselves. 
usually the pathology extends past the behavior lying into other problems. Wellness psychology tells us that most of us dislike changing the way we think, feel, or behave. If we have learned that some ways of lying do work for us in some or many situations, the odds are that a person will continue with that behavior. Being embarrassed is cited by over 60% of the people who admit to lying to a counselor. Regardless of the stresses we are experiencing, few are able to easily set aside their own self-image. Setting aside feelings of being analyzed and judged by another human being can be very difficult for most of us. Many psychologists tell of being told in social situations that another feels they are being analyzed while talking to that person. The psychologist realizes that analyzing is very hard work and is sought to be avoided in any kind of social situation. Deliberately making ourselves uncomfortable is difficult. Accepting embarrassment for being real with another person takes a very strong drive and willingness to practice maturity and honesty. When one decides to be open and honest with another about personal thoughts, feelings, and behavior, a person is able to move forward with finding positive ways to deal with the embarrassing consequences. But we all know that even with that knowledge, most of us recognize that there is a significant difference between knowing information and being able to place it into practice. We know that changes brings consequences. If one is able to easily confront their thoughts, feelings, and behavior, they would tend to accept that there will be consequences. However, many people prefer to continue behavior that has worked to some degree in the past. What do persons choose to do with consequences like changing themselves in some significant way? Some try the belief that if they do not admit troublesome thoughts, feelings, or behaviors, they will not have to deal with them. For some, the individual has convinced him or herself that even with the problems that they currently have taking place in their lives, it is still easier to take these problems as they are rather than accepting the unknown consequences of change. Some believe that if a problem is not admitted, then the counselor will not judge that person. Another plus is that the individual can avoid listening to so-called sermons on troublesome ways their lives can be changed and improved, especially if these changes and improvements require great effort. What are examples? Among them are our eating habits, our smoking habits, drug and alcohol patterns, our exercise routines, our monetary spending habits, sexuality patterns, our life goals. If it is human, one can probably find some way to lie about it in some manner and to some degree. One can probably note that these examples give a person the chance to use personal defense mechanisms. Probably the most frequent defense mechanism being used is denial. If a person can adequately deny the presence of an uncomfortable or unpleasant feeling, thought, or behavior, then they can convey to the counselor or to themselves that this area of life is not a problem and therefore it does not need any attention in counseling. 
Another reason a person may lie to a counselor who is trying to be helpful is that they do not want to relive some trauma from their past. This can be a conscious event like sexual assault or an unconscious one like accepting the alcoholic behavior of a parent. While some may choose to resolve these issues, others choose to delete the event from their life history. Others may carry the trauma for years and not even be aware of the tumor's existence. Knowing this, the counselor may spend time probing the past to better understand the issues being faced by the individual today. Finding an acceptable degree of honesty and truth goes a long way to finding success in resolving psychological issues. Another one of the reasons why some people do not tell the whole truth to a counselor is that they have one very basic human trait. This trait is they want to be liked by another human being. I personally believe that every human being I have ever met has had some desire at some level to be heard and understood by another. Managing this trait with a counselor, one may elect to color or enhance the way they decide to convey information about themselves. We each decide how to best present the person we believe ourselves to be. This is a common trait among humans. In applying for a job, one might use this behavior as a form of resume enhancement. The question comes, when does a factor change from being enhancement to becoming primarily a lie? John Powell in his book, Why Am I Afraid to Tell You Who I Am, states that if I tell you who I really am, that is all that I have. What am I to do if you do not like me or my thoughts or my feelings or my behaviors. How can I retreat to create an acceptable facade that you or a counselor will accept? Many of us who choose to assist others through the counseling process soon learn that probably there is some sense of coloring, enhancement, or lying taking place where the person strives to make their situation or perceptions more acceptable to themselves and to the helper. One helpful trait that counselors learn early is to avoid using the binary system of listening to a person's conversation. Seldom is the content of a verbal interaction completely true or completely false. While lying is not the norm of social behavior, it is usually present to some degree in many of our conversations. Most conversations seem to contain traits that are best described as degrees, where there is some or mostly truth present along with some degree of shading. A counselor is not present to judge another person or their life story. Hopefully the counselor strives to create a safe environment where one can move closer to some degree of emotional nudity. Once a person understands and accepts his or her true self, they can then proceed to build a personal facade that facilitates healthy relationships with self and with others. A guideline that I used in my counseling days was to remind myself and the client that I am here to help you do what you decide you need to do for yourself. The counselor can probably do this more easily and effectively when he or she gives and receives truths from a client. 
Parents generally love their children and are loved in return. The degrees of lying can often affect even deep relationships like these. Individuals choose to lie in these circumstances for the very same diverse reasons that they may lie to a counselor or to another helper. The presence of some degree of lying in an area does not automatically preclude there being a positive feeling between individuals. This feeling can be present as we relate to the ones we love and to the ones we respect. Almost everyone has strived to avoid unpleasant circumstances or judgment behaviors by not telling the truth or at least omitting or changing some aspect of that truth. We are fortunate if we can avoid the burdens of perfectionism and judgment as we relate to others and to ourselves. Loving ourselves as the imperfect beings we are can go a long way to having positive mental health. For many, just the process of being open and honest verbally with a counselor may be the most significant goal of their counseling sessions. Believing and behaving that the counselor is being open and honest in return can be of equal importance. It is certainly not the easy process that many consider counseling to be. Many are helped to the reality of their lives and acceptance of the responsibility contained within by recognizing the various shades of truth that may be present in their world. As we conclude another season of this Power for Positive Living podcast series, I thank you for listening to these viewpoints of using wellness psychology to enrich the quality of your life. Between now and the beginning of our next season, I would encourage you to re-listen to some of the numerous podcasts on a diverse range of topics which are now posted on our website at PF. PL.us. As your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.